0: Hi, I'm Tim Atkinson from Leader of Down and I'm joining Bruce on Brutally Delicious with the Leader of Down podcast. Have fun and we'll see you soon.
1: We're good. Hey, everything's going well. Good, good, good. Another miserable rainy day in England. Well, unfortunately, it's, it's cold here, but at least it's sunny, so that's good. Good, good, good. We uh, we dream of the sun, Bruce. <laughs> yes, 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 yes.
0: We get about
1: three three days of it every year. I was going to say you guys are known for being perpetually cloudy, right?
0: We certainly are. We certainly are. We're not. We're not. i failing to. Um, live up to that today and yesterday and the day before
1: (laughs) excellent so thanks for joining me we can just uh jump right in and talk about leader of down uh yeah cool let's start with the single i guess came out yesterday i was blown away by it. such great hard rock it's called hitman and uh now that it's done and complete how did it come about and how did you get dennis stratton involved
0: well you're glad you like it first of all bruce um yeah, it's a track, actually, that, that's quite an old one that was actually, um, the, the origins of it were actually in a band that Wurzel was in before he joined Motorhead. Oh, wow. Um, and I know it was one he liked, so we, we wanted to, to, to do it. And, yeah, it's a really good track. Um, and Dennis has been a friend of mine for probably 12 years or so, uh, he lives fairly near me, I see him all the time and he, and he came and played a couple of songs with us When we toured a few years ago with Phil Campbell um, From Motörhead with his new band, Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons um, And Dennis came up and joined us for a couple of tracks um, You know, he's a good friend So it seemed perfect to ask him yeah. to join us on that And I don't know if you've seen the video But we had great fun with him in yes. the video He he pretending he's a prisoner and under a a pillowcase. Um, So it was great, and and we've had a really good reception to it. So um, it's been a long time coming, because it seems ages since we've released anything new. Um, Obviously, due to the pandemic, because the the album was finished a while ago, but our record company wanted us just to hold off until we could play live again. So it's out, and... I'm glad everyone seems to like it. We've had some good response.
1: And it's only like a week or two behind the full record, uh, screw tape
0: letters, right? Yeah. That comes out on April the 8th. We've got another single coming out on the same day with a new video. Um, that's called cat's eye night, but the screw tape letters, yeah, April the 8th. So we're getting a lot of press now and doing a lot of interviews and things like that. So that one's a funny one. Cause, cause we, um, it was named after the book. by C.S. Right. Lewis. Um, And that was um, a gift that my dad gave to me when I was about 13 or 14, that book. My dad was a priest, you know, a vicar. And because, obviously, he knew I was into the the rock and roll lifestyle back then, um, instead of giving me, so we say, a normal religious-type book, he gave me that. Um, And I always remembered it. And I always liked the the title. Yeah. Um, um, Of course, it also gives people the question to ask where did you come up with the title
1: um, well uh, i usually don't ask that in fact we kind of stay away from that on the show the stupid yeah. you know basic questions like that but that was on my list because i am a c.s lewis fan as well and
0: yeah. i'm kind of curious yeah. you know how that i think out. it's actually the only book that's ever been written that is actually a series of letters because there's no narration and such it's just a letter reply a letter reply um i think it caused quite a lot of Um, Controversy, as you you say in America, when it came out, um, but it's a great little book. Um, so yeah, so that's where it came from. I've always yeah. liked unusual titles um, yeah. and unusual song titles. I think it gets people thinking a bit.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And I've always been uh, I never knew where it came from, but you know everybody gets <laughs> uptight about the. You were just talking about the, quite a stir in the U.S. It's, mm-hmm. Everything is banned, and especially books here. They're famous for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can't read that. <clears throat> it might. It, you no. Might it will control the Beatles' book burning, you know, record burning stuff as well. But if you read it, you know, and obviously you have, you know, it's a very interesting book and it's very well written. And um, yeah, I just always liked it. Um, and again, although, it, you know, Wurzel was nothing to do with, with that title, they're the, also the sort of things he liked. Right. You know, strange things, you know not the mainstream sort of stuff. So, yeah, it sort of came from there.
1: I think it's funny you mentioned, you know, not into the normal stuff. I think all of us as a community have that sort of its kind of built into the hard rock, heavy metal vibe,
0: right? Definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, you've only got to look at Led Zeppelin, the amount of songs that they had that reference Lord of the Rings or, or The Hobbit in reality. Um, yeah, and I think we're all into sort of like a fantasy thing or something slightly um, perceived as being unusual or different. And I think you're right. Yeah, the whole sort of rock and metal community love all that
1: sort of thing. So, yeah, it's very very interesting. Anyway, sorry, I just got away from leader of a down for yeah, a no, second. Yeah, no, 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 no. Leader of down, sorry. Um, I think that was me, <laughs> not you. <laughs> I like to just just randomly. Chat. Sometimes you find the most interesting things. Um, so. Records out next week. Are you going to be touring the record or you have any show? I know yeah, you have yeah. a couple we, festivals.
0: We, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a festival actually on the day of release, uh, which is in England called Heavy Metal Mayhem. We're headlining that. Nice. And um, an exclusive for you, Bruce, Dennis is going to come on and play three songs with us. Really? So nice. we've got Dennis Stratton coming on for three songs. Um, we're just getting back really. And obviously one of the problems is with the pandemic. And I know we've talked about, The effects of it is now we can play again. There's obviously so many bands all doing the same thing. Um, So we're yeah exactly. There's just everyone. So we're we're now getting bookings for next year for 2023. We've got um, quite a good one with Hard Rock Hell in January in 2023. Um, And we're also we're going to be touring again this year. going back to Germany and I think we're going to all being well be playing in Italy in the, in the, in the autumn, the fall, um, later this year, which is the first time we've been there as a band. Um, and, and things will, will appear, you know, hopefully this record does well, you know, touch wood, but, um, we're getting quite a lot of good feedback from France. Um, we're on a heap of radio stations over there with a the new single. So again, you get promoters approaching our management and things. saying, "Look, Can you come and do some shows over there? So there will be quite a lot of stuff happening as the year develops. So I and know, I can't wait, can't yeah, wait Bruce. You need <laughs> I know we talked a bunch of times through the, through the
1: nonsense of the pandemic and everything we've been through, but what's it finally like, what's it like to finally be on the, uh, the upside of this whole thing and to finally be out playing shows and, A proper release with a, you know, in a real post pandemic world, if you want to call it that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's strange. I don't know how you feel, but it's almost like the pre pandemic world seems a lifetime ago. Almost you can't remember not having a face mask in your pocket or or feeling a bit strange if someone's coughing. You know, you wouldn't have thought that. So um, I think it doesn't feel quite back to normal yet. Um, but I can't wait, you know, I mean, the only way forward really is to, is to get back out there and and do things. And, um, yeah, it's something we're really looking forward to. The energy is going to be insane, not only from you guys, but
1: I know from people like me who haven't seen shows in forever, going to the energy is like palpable and it's going to be a give and take like nobody's ever seen, I think
0: yeah and then, yeah that's the hope and, and and hopefully as as you know things develop and hopefully carry on improving people are, are going to just really let themselves go and and just really sort of release all that pent up energy and frustration um and and shout louder that's what we want we want them to shout <laughs> louder, louder right <laughs> cuz i imagine that that feeds you right and that gets you of course yeah yeah, I mean, you know what it's like. It's, it, you know, if if the crowd are giving it back to you, you, you you don't feel you're giving more, but of course, you are subconsciously giving even more um, to to the audience, and and you know that that that's what you need, and that's really what a rock show is. And again, like with the community, you know, you just mentioned in, in your previous question, that sort of stuff is quite. Um, I say unique, but maybe unique to, to, to the rock world. Yes. The shows are almost like, like worship, you know, a church almost, you know. You, and family you, you, gatherings. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you know, Lemmy, I, I know it was used to say at the Motorhead shows, he was getting like three generations of people yes. bringing their kids and grandchildren just to sort of take in what was, what was happening. Right. and And I, I think rock is really, uh, you know, probably unique with that. You know, it's such a thing. You know, you pass it down, don't you, to other generations? Check this out. You know, and, and you get a lot of young young rock fans. You know, into stuff from the early seventies, late seventies, the eighties. You know, and, and going back to Dennis Stratton, even though he, you know, he's not been in Iron Maiden for a long time. That first album that he was on is regarded as one of the the sort of greatest sort of metal things ever. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think and, you hit um, it
1: right on the head. You're not going to find the community, like the metal community, in pop
0: or country or, no, or yodeling. No. I don't no, think no, no, that no. exists. It's the sort of music I think you don't grow out of. If you get into it as a sort of young kid, teenager, it's yours then forever. Where if there's other sort of pop bands that are around at that time, you might love them, but they tend to break up and stop. Like the, not the big <laughs> rock bands carry on until they die, really. Right. And uh, you know, being a huge Motörhead fan, I uh, always used to say to words, it was almost unbelievable. The band I picked as my favourite band didn't stop until Lemmy died—like forty right. years of it. Was if you'd got into, say, the Bay City Rollers or someone like that, it was just a few years, and that was the end of it. Right. Um, so hopefully, because there's this thing called the new wave of classic rock, which apparently leader of Down a part of whereas it's not like the screamer metal or or that sort of stuff. It's more of a sort of 70s, 80s style. Right. Um there's a whole heap of people that are now getting into that and of course want new bands because a lot of the original bands are in their 70s now. Um so hopefully
1: we can bring that on. It's funny you mentioned like you know people getting into it early because I think you just Get exposed to it early on, and it's in your blood, and that's mm. you're, you're totally set off on a separate, separate path. It seems like from most people, right?
0: Yeah. Oh no, definitely. I mean, it, it, I remember. I don't know if I've told you before, but when I first saw Motorhead, we had a show over here, which you probably heard of, called Top of the Pops. Mm. Um, unfortunately, doesn't exist anymore. But they'd always they basically just have whoever was in the charts. So, of course, you know, if a heavy metal band was doing well, they'd be on. And I remember watching that when I was about nine years old, and I saw motorhead on it, and I thought this is horrible. What's this, but it, it something there caught my interest, and then when they were on a couple of weeks later, oh, oh, I remember that and then I start then, then I was hooked um, yeah but it's so different than everything else that was on on the show and I think once you're hooked, that's it for life. you know sorry, <laughs> you know that, that's yeah. what happens. <laughs> And and it still happens. So maybe maybe I know
1: the answer and maybe you've alluded to it already. But what was the album that got you? Because for me, it's clearly I'm going to give you a quick story. You're not interviewing me and you probably don't care. But I remember remember being in ninth grade and there was this little record store across the street from my school and we had saved up all our money. We went in there one day just looking for a record. I didn't even know what I was going to buy. And Diary of a Madman was on the wall. And it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. The artwork drew me in. I knew nothing about it. And from the first drums of Over the Mountain, it's been an addiction forever.
0: Mm. What about that's you? That's the thing. Well, that's the thing as well. What you just said is the artwork, and when you saw it on, a, on a, a vinyl record, it was, whoa. You know, I mean, I bought all sorts of albums just on the artwork. Yeah. And they weren't necessarily that great, or some of them were, but the art, I've still got them now. The artwork was, was the thing. So um, really with me, the Motorhead stuff, I then just bought what was out at the time. So the first Motörhead record I bought was Iron Fist. Um, But I don't know if I told you, I I came to the States when I was 12, 11, 12, on a um, soccer, English football tour with my school team. Hmm. I'd never seen Motörhead. They were my favourite band at the time. And I told the people I was staying with, because we were staying with host families, and I said, look, I've noticed that Motörhead are playing in the sort of town up the road. It was in Buffalo in New York. Um, And my parents always let me go, which wasn't true at all. I'd never been, (laughs) because they were so willing to please. They took me, it was like 12, 11, 12, um, their son, who was the same age, and their nine-year-old son, to a rock club to see Motörhead and supporting them was Metallica. Wow. Um, In in sort of, you know, with Cliff Burton and things like that. So I saw that, and, and then it meant when I came back to England, I said to my parents, well, I've been to see Motorhead, so they couldn't stop me going to see them again. Nice. But, yeah, that's the sort of dedication I think you get with rock fans that they want to, you know, really push it a bit to, to actually get to see things, go to shows, and, and you know, with all the early Aussie solo stuff, some of the, you were just saying about the, the Al Mart work was... Look at this, because it, it really hadn't really been seen before quite like that. And some of the artwork he did for those early albums and, and the early singles, especially when he was sort of dressed up in the sort of the bark at the moon stuff. Even the Seeker of the devil
1: like, or whatever it was, where he was, yeah,
0: yeah. was now yeah. Amazing. And and that will live you with you forever, Bruce, that thing. And and I had exactly the same thing with Motorhead. Right. Um it was just you know, and then, and then looking through, you know, when I bought the No Sleep, Tom Hammond Smith album and obviously other albums. Right. You'd study everything to the nth degree. You'd look at the pictures and oh, you knew the names of all the roadies and all the names of this and everything. So then for me to eventually become friends with them, like, you know, good friends right. and record with Lemmy. If you'd have told me when I was 11 that I'd record a song with Lemmy and played bass with Lemmy. Right. I just thought you were mad, you know. I mean, that, that was just unbelievable. But it was also done on a, a level of being friends. It wasn't I sort of just rocked up right. and done this thing. You know, it was it was lovely, you know. And I was speaking to Phil Campbell and I saw Wurzel's Widow last week, you know. And it's just weird, but they didn't disappoint me when I became friends with them. Right. They were the most wonderful, lovely people you could imagine. So we gotta thank the host family in the United States. Then, yeah, yeah
1: there you go. Yeah, back to you in America, Chris. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to make it all about us, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's true. You know, because that was you know such a thing, and and hopefully, you know, you know, you know, you know, we might get some people that think that with us, you know, at times, you know, not right. not in the same level, but you want to make an impact, and I think you know, rock music does, especially for people who feel a little bit. Out of the mainstream, they maybe feel a bit distant or separated from. You know, I don't know what it's like in the states, but over here, a lot of the young kids tend to all like the same thing. There's not as much separation, you know. But when they were like punk, the rockers, right. you know, people into like new romantics and all that sort of stuff, it's very different you know, So, hopefully, you know, rock still giving a bit of a uh, an escape route, or, or you know, just a period they can feel there's other people that a bit different and like stuff, you
1: know? Oh yeah. And I, I applaud you guys too for doing the, uh, actually doing a physical copy. We're talking about albums and the way it went, because I think that's disappearing. Kids like my son's age, they don't want albums. They want one single for 99 cents and they
0: listen to half of it and move on. But yeah. Well, luckily Cleopatra, our record label, again, American LA based label. So it is coming back to you, Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) Um, they, are on the same wavelength as us, you know. We wanted to do. We we try and make sure we've got a proper good, good booklet, you know. The inner sleeve is pictures and stuff, rather than just being a white one. Even vinyl,
1: sequencing, right? Because sequencing is an art form that's lost.
0: Exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, and, and this new record's coming out on red vinyl. Um, I'm waiting on my copy. Um, I haven't got it, but we will obviously send stuff over to you when we get it. But it was. Um, yeah, it looks good, you know, and, and it, again, it's almost like you've bought something, you've got yeah. something to hold. And, and our, our CD on this new Amazon sort of 20 page booklet, we've put a lot of work into making it look good. Um, because you, you can eat, you know, you know what it's like sometimes, you, even if you buy a CD now, sometimes it doesn't look like a lot of effort has gone into the packaging. It's just the lyrics on a black page in normal sort of Times Roman font. Yeah. And then it says where, is re- and that's it. It's almost like, well, what was the point of this? And and luckily, Cleopatra has been actually fantastic, like doing a good package. Um, and then it's more memorable, isn't it? Someone's, you know, we're very grateful. Anyone, you know, people who buy it, they've actually got something. It's not just the music; it's a it's a proper thing. Yes. Um, and vinyls, you know, recovering sales have gone great on vinyl. With you know, it's a, it's yeah. a new you know almost people have discovered there's a lot of sort of youngsters that i know that come and talk to me they've just bought their first record deck and they're starting to buy vinyl yeah and it's brilliant because there's another was nothing- addiction yeah oh no yeah. exactly <laughs> they always say those things don't they yeah Yep. <laughs> how much I money spent- have you spent on music oh my oh, god
1: you don't so want to know i get tons of stuff that, you know that comes in as as uh you know promos and stuff where i was getting here but there's nothing that beats the besides going to a show there's nothing that beats a saturday afternoon with a good cup of coffee flipping yeah. through dusty vinyl somewhere even if it's like somebody's yard at a yard
0: sale. Yeah, no, I'll definitely and you can find some great things there. Um, but I think it's also the 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 thing that, you know, you'd remember listening to a record and there's an album track that you maybe didn't like to start with, but because you've got to listen to the old record lots of times to hear the other tracks you like, you start to like it, and then you start to... De- and then it fits really nicely. So we've tried to do with this new record is to really make sure that the running order is a complete thing. So there's a bit sort of light and shade, if, if you will. Right, so it, it moves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And of course, the songs that possibly aren't sort of obvious singles... Really do set up the other tracks, right? Because if you had a like, 10 tracks of the same tempo, sort of right, oh, the, it ruins the record, you know. You need some of the other ones. I'm not saying they're necessarily worse songs, but they are they set up the next track, right? Right, um, right. No, I get it, yeah. And that's what we've tried to do, really. With this one.
1: And like so, going back to what I say, they all like it, yeah, yeah. But and going <laughs> back, I mean, that's something that takes a lot of time and puts, you know, you have to put a lot of effort into. And like I said, I get a lot of CDs and promo stuff and whatever, probably not CDs anymore. And not everybody thinks of that.
0: No, no, no. I think it's vital, really, because I always like to go back to when I was a kid. If it was a nice package and and the album flowed nicely, you're going to think more of it than one that was just slammed together and just, you know, this is track four, what's it called? I can't remember you know, you want people to have an a impact. Connection. Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And hopefully, you know, the people who are really into music are coming back to that sort of eighties, seventies, eighties, nineties sort of thing. And, and really treasuring their, their sort of music collection. Right.
1: Cool, man. I don't have anything else. What's next for you guys. I know you got this, the album and the record in a week and then a couple shows here and there. Are you writing new yeah, stuff? Yeah. We're, to- we're
0: playing in May with Phil Campbell. Um, we're playing in a big motorhead celebration in, uh, Blackpool in England. Um, I'm coming over to the States to do some interviews and stuff in the summer. Oh, really? um, To New York and then Canada. So that'd be quite cool. Um, And I think it's also just really thinking, oh, God, we can go. We can travel again. We can do this and getting used to it. Um, And then, like I said, we're getting a lot of shows booked up for for 2023. So it's all great, you know. And I, I am part of the way through my next cooking um, video oh, for you, Bruce. Um, so we've got to try and top the last one. So there's a few, right. there's a few fun little things when we, when we finish that. <laughs> I am so
1: happy for you guys, though. I mean, the record's done. It sounds great. You're looking out, you're playing around the country, you're coming to the States for interviews. So it seems like we're all yeah. on the
0: flip side here and yeah. we're back to. I was talking to our um, German PR lady who who actually has done the Motorhead PR for like 20 years. And she, she said to me this morning that the reception to this record has been better than the last one, um, which is great. And I think it's just because people know us a bit more now. Yeah. Um, the last one had Lemmy on, et cetera, but I think people know us a bit more. And, and um, yeah, she, she's been really pleased. So I did an interview with Metal Hammer um, yesterday, and there's all sorts of stuff. So I think this is really like the next stage for, for the band, Um and, and, yeah, we can get some good shows and, and really take it forward. And we want to come and play in America, you know. Right. I've got family there. I love America. And we really want to get over there at some point. Probably not this year, but maybe but, next. But it's, uh, it's on the agenda, and it's actually possible now. And it's... Uh... Yeah. And then maybe we can finally meet in person, Bruce. Yes.
1: Have a beer, have a beer and hang out. I feel like we're on a precipice, man. I think we're, we're about to enter amazing territory again,
0: like a creative renaissance almost. Yeah, I hope so, you know, and, and we need it. And, and, I, and I think if everyone feels the same, you know, there's no reason that that can't happen. And then finally I can um, see that you're not an avatar or a, a hologram. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> but I think, I think, I know this is nothing to do with leader down, but I think even in the whole artistic community, right, people have been holed up and locked down for a year and a half, honing their craft and writing their music or painting that canvas huh. or doing whatever, Now I think it's
0: time it's just going to, like, explode. Yeah, I think so. And we'll probably be sick of hearing stuff that people recorded in lockdown um, because we're out of it. But, yeah, no, hopefully that's going to happen. And um, I think people have realised a little bit, Bruce, that the things that, you know, if you're an accountant or whatever people do for a living, that it's the creative arts, and music, theatre and everything, that actually is the stuff they're working to actually go and enjoy Right, uh, and and hopefully they they carry on realizing that really those weirdos fun. that weren't that didn't get along and were on the other path. Exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly. You can all come together and have a good time.
1: That's it. Well, Tim, that's all I've got. I appreciate you taking the time and no, always taking great, the time man. to do my stuff. Uh,
0: always good, good to pleasure. see you, mate.
1: You too. I'm glad we're on the other side here. Be safe, my friend. Good to see you again. Take care. Have Thanks, man. Evening. Hey, we'll see, see you. you later.
0: Bye. Bye.